Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome back to Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. So glad you're here. You know, we've been doing some series of conversations over November and December. I know many of us are distracted. We have all these holiday events and set up our trees and decorations and all the things that we do. And then Christmas happens, New Year's happens, and it's all over, and it's back to the normal hustle and bustle, grind, daily activities, whatever word it is that you use to describe getting back into the swing of things. And by the way, if you don't follow us on social media, you can find me on ConnieAlbers.author on Facebook or Connie Albers on Instagram. I'm on Twitter at Connie L. Albers. And of course, go on over to ConnieAlbers.com where I have all the show notes. When we do the podcast, we have show notes. And those are great opportunities for you to kind of recap if you don't have time to listen to the show that you can just kind of read and get a highlight of what we discussed, what we we talked about, the conversations that we had in that particular episode. And it's also easy for you to share it with a friend, share the link tell them about the podcast. We are growing over here. We're just so humbled. Daily, you know, we show up in your email box and we are very careful. Your information is never shared with anyone. And if you're like me, I don't like a cluttered email box, which sometimes is, but we keep it very streamlined to what it is that we're doing. And That way you don't miss anything. So make sure that you go over and you subscribe to the email list. Comes out once a week. Podcast, as you know, drops every Wednesday morning. There's so many episodes. You can just download it. Go to your favorite podcast listening platform and subscribe to the podcast. That way you can just binge instead of watching the news, which will take you down. You can listen to the podcast at Equipped to Be on a variety of topics. As you're getting things back in order, maybe you need a little help with some parenting or maybe some homeschooling, maybe just you and your life and your walk with the Lord. There's lots of different topics and conversations over there. So make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. It does make a difference. And I have a favor to ask. When you listen to the podcast, would you kindly leave a five-star review? Uh, I have found, as we've been doing this for a while now, Those reviews matter so much in the search rhythm and the algorithms and finding it when people do go to look for it. It makes such a difference. So would you do that for me? That would help us be able to keep this show on the air. And it is something that is near and dear to our hearts. We work very hard on bringing this show to you. Never want it to be a waste of time. But I do want you to send me an email at Connie at ConnieAlbers.com. So Connie at ConnieAlbers.com. And I'd love for you to send me some ideas. What would you want to hear about in 2023? That's very important as we plan out our calendar for the year. 
how can we equip you? How can we encourage you and make this an important time when we get together, whether it's for a 20 minute podcast or a 30 minute podcast, what can we do to serve you better? That's so important to us. So today, you know, we've been talking the last podcast, you know, we were talking about listening to God. We were talking about raising a creative. I shared with you about my son who recently won an Emmy for some work, video work that he did on a story about a a young woman who has Down syndrome. And, you know, it's generated a lot of conversations over on my social media platforms and just with my circle of friends over in different Facebook groups that I'm a part of that want to know, like, how did you do it? And I had mentioned that I would do a series like Raising an Artist. My son obviously is a creative, which is an artist. I mean, he owns his own videography business and he's the lead director for a videography company that he works for. He does the video for them. And it's actually pretty interesting because it's a very different work than what he does for his video business. But my other daughter, is an artist. And I'm going to do a podcast very soon about raising an artist as not a creative in the film industry, but an artist in the photography, painting, artistic creation space. And how do you raise an artist that keeps her faith, who understands that God made all that is, and there's beauty in everything and feels passionate and so convicted to share the beauty, the simple beauty of what we all just tend to miss. So I will talk about that. It's going to be in a future episode here soon because I want to continue with that series because, you know, creatives think differently than, let's say, engineers or mathematicians or tech techies that do, you know, coding and software development, stuff like that. They think differently. They use more of one side of the brain or the other, which is so fascinating. But as a mom, if you have more than one child, chances are they're not going to be identical. Even if they're identical, like you have identical twins, they're still going to be different. And they're going to use portions of their brain differently. Now, I'm just going to talk about like how you need to address them and their education and the opportunities that you place before them so you can help them become the person that God has them to be. So that's coming up. But we were talking about New Year. And if you were over on my social media, I had basically said, I see all these posts. How many of you are like this? You see all these social media posts. And some of you may not even use social media because you're tired of it. I kind of get it. I get to the end of the year and I get tired too, because everything is a sales pitch. Everything is the latest, best, greatest, world changer. Maybe I just call me skeptical now. If you've ever watched the movie Elf and he says world's best coffee and it's really a crappy cup of coffee. When I see all these best, world's greatest, I tend to think of that conversation that Elf has in that diner. But our focus today, because we are in a new year. So when I was saying, when you see all these social media posts, you know, I see almost a competition (laughs) here's my five books I'm going to read this year. And then I'll see, here's 10 books. Here's 12 books. Here's 15 books. Here's 30 books. Here's 52 books. I'm going to read a book a week. Here's a hundred books. I'm going to download them and I'm going to get through 104 books. I'll get through two books a week. And I think that's great. But what I'm seeing is it creates stress and anxiety in me that I already feel like, wow, I'm an underachiever. I was just going to hope to read five 
I was really going to hope just to read one. I was going to get through reading the Bible and maybe a couple of other books in the year. And now my friend Susie over there, and this is fictitious. I'm not saying this is real. It's not her name. But I have seen this one upping. Do y'all ever feel like that? Like It's this massive online competitiveness. Well, our kids see it and we see it. And so I posted the other day. I said, I don't have a word. I do like having a word when God gives me a very specific directive that he wants me to be intentional about. And over the course of my life, and there have been many decades now, many seasons of my life, I have had various words. And no, I don't have a compilation of them that I'm going to put in the show notes, but I've had words and they're usually private words because they're between me and the Lord. They're specific things. And I know what all the productivity and the gurus say. You got to say it out loud. You got to proclaim it so you're accountable. Sometimes, no. And that may work for some. But when you have someone like me who is a driver by nature, who is constantly striving, I have to be doing not one thing, but 10 things. I finish a project and I don't even take time to turn around and look at it and think about what God has done by helping me complete whatever that project was until God said, stop for me. And I have just been pondering this now for a while. I think if you've listened to the show much, you've heard a little bit of me share But I don't relinquish. I don't sit down. I don't do nothing well, but I still have goals. And so for today, we're going to talk about how to start the new year off right for you, on the right foot for you, not what all these successful or want to be successful or want you to think they're successful or they're regurgitated from what somebody else said. They all have their place. They all have a message. But I'm talking today about how to help you start off the right goal, but more importantly, how to help your children. If you have a striver type like me, maybe that's you. You don't need a lot of external motivation. You don't need somebody saying, you can do it, you can do it. You you just do it. It's wired in you that way. But some of your kids aren't. They're not wired that way. And some of you parents You have goals, but you're not driven by them. You have other things that are a priority to you. But I want to break down in our short time together today some specifics that will help you with your children, whether you have a word, whether you have a list of goals you're trying to achieve, maybe it's just getting through the day. I've loved some of the funny means of, you know, hey, mom, I accomplished my goal today. I got out of bed. Maybe that is as simple as it gets. One thing, one thing, and you're going to then do the next thing. So let's kind of talk about, here's some suggestions for you to kind of like help your kids be a little more goal focused. Uh, Maybe they already are, but maybe they aren't. So it's important to involve your children in the goal setting process, whether it's just for you, for your family. I talk about this in Parenting Beyond the Rules, and I talk about like laying out your family goals, but what about their goals? It is a process and you want to help them understand that goals are things that we work towards over time. So you go to the gym, you don't lose 20 pounds in a day. It takes time. You want to get rid of the sugar in your house. Yes, you can throw it all away, but that didn't necessarily change your 
thirst for sugar, right? You still want to have a cookie and some chocolate because that stuff tastes really good. It takes time. Setting goals is easy. We can create some mighty, wonderful goals that look great on paper, but we haven't factored in maybe the rest of life that we have to deal with and face on a daily basis. Life with our spouse, life with our jobs, problems with our jobs, and maybe school isn't going as well. Maybe you were all excited to start school back in 2023, and you've got some resistant little ones who aren't as eager as you to get back to the math problems and the writing prompts and all the experiments that you've got planned out for them. So you have to help your children understand that goals are something that we work towards and that it takes time. So here's some things that you can do to help your kids set goals and then work towards them. They've got to be age appropriate. Tailor their goal setting, and they've got to be part of this. This is not you writing out their goals, okay? Tailor the goal setting conversation to your child's age and their maturity level. If you have little children, it may be helpful to focus on a short-term goal, such as completing a simple task or learning a new skill. Older children may be ready to set longer-term goals, like maybe a three-month goal. It's hard for adults to keep long-range goals, unless, of course, God has hardwired you that way. It's very hard. It's why everybody starts with New Year, New Year plan on January 1st, and it lasts for about two weeks. And they skip a little bit, and they try again. It's like trying to start the car again, and they just can't seem to get it going again. So break it into small segments. Make it age-appropriate. Involve them in the process. Help your children Identify their interests and passions and encourage them to set goals that are really meaningful and relevant to them. See, here's the deal. If we're setting goals for our children and they're not really something they're interested in, we have to find a way to make it appealing to our kids. Let's get on a cellular level here. Basically, if you've got to get through math, which you do. They've got to do math. They've got to do reading. They've got to do all the subjects that they gain knowledge and skill from, but they don't always want to do them. And some of your ambitious children are going to really strive to make these lofty goals and they'll just need you to go, well done, good job. How's it going? Anything I can help you with? And you think, wow, this is pretty easy until you have the child who's like, I don't want to do this. I hate this. Why are you keep making me do this? Well, you make them do that because they have to learn hard things, but you can make it more interesting and desirable for them by the words that you choose to use. And those words are so important, helping them in that process. And then you want to be supportive. So you encourage your child to set goals that are challenging, but not unachievable. They've got to be achievable. Offer support and encourage them to work towards their goals. Some of my kids, all I needed to say is, how is it going? Because I knew them. And if you go back to some of our episodes on understanding your child's strengths, understanding what makes them work, we'll have those in the show notes, okay? So you can look at those. But some of your kids, all you have to do is just say, hey, I'm just checking in. That's all the fuel they need to kind of stoke that interest to kind of keep them going. Other children, you may need to spend a little more time with like, hey, can I help you? 
can I help you break this down into more bite-sized pieces so that it's not so overwhelming for you? Hey, I see that you might be struggling in doing this. It's kind of waxing and waning. Do you feel like you're losing interest? Do you feel as if it's too hard? We need to make it a little more streamlined or a little bit more simplistic. Is there anything that I can help you with? Or do you feel like you need to kind of work this out on your own? Would you like me to get together with you, you know, every morning and check in and see how things are going? That's what supportiveness can look like. We don't want to browbeat our kids into setting goals. We don't want to make them feel like they're not as good as someone else who exhibits these lofty goals and and is so impressive. We don't want that. We don't want to compare our kids and we don't want them to comparing themselves against another. There is enough going on with our kids right now. They're facing enormous anxiety and depression, the sense of failure. They're they're behind. We don't want to add to that by compounding what's going on inside of them with our negative actions, reactions. We think we're trying to encourage them, but really it's just defeating them. Another way to help your kids is help them track their progress. You know, you can use a chart or a simple checklist, and that doesn't have to be anything fancy. If you have a creative child, ask them to create their own checklist. They will delight in creating something that they did. Others just might need a simple Excel spreadsheet that has boxes with dates. They don't need floweriness. They don't need any of that. Just something that they can track their progress. It could be even like a thermometer, like a thermometer with a bulb at the bottom where you slowly use different colors of markers where every day they do something, they use another level, another coloring um, marker to show that they did it. And, And after a bit, they start seeing that temperature, what would be like a temperature rising, they could start seeing, wow, It's growing, it's happening little by little, inch by inch. That's how we accomplish them. And for most of us, seeing progress helps us stay motivated. And that's the same for our children. Looking at the progress, you have to be careful because there are some kids that it will discourage them if they're not making fast enough progress, especially if you have a perfectionistic child who sometimes will get weighed down because it isn't perfect or it's not going fast enough. And then they feel like, well, what's wrong with me? I must be dumb. There must be something I'm doing. In reality, it's not. It's just, let's go back to what I had said. Goal setting and achieving goals, it's a process and it can take a long time. Just like teaching a child to read. Some children understand, they grasp phonics, And they just learn to read quickly and ferociously. They love reading. But other children struggle. They struggle to remember what A says. They struggle to put the syllables together. They struggle with why O-U-G-H has six different sounds. It's not computing in their brain. But yet when you give them math, figuring out ratios or some equation, they just, they get it. See, that's why we have to be careful because the children that you have, not the ones you wish would, not the ones that are showing up on social media, and they're not bragging. They're very proud of their child's accomplishments and we should 
We absolutely should rejoice with others in their accomplishments. And when I shared with you about my son winning an Emmy, I'm not bragging. I'm a proud mom, right? And I know the journey to that spot has been a long one. How I share that news is going to be important and how we talk about it as a family is important. His worth was not in winning an Emmy. His worth was way before he had that. So when we're teaching our children to set goals and keep goals, their value is not in if they accomplish the goal. The value is in who they are that God made them to be. That's it. Goals are just a means for us to accomplish the purposes that God has for our lives. Does that make sense? And like I said with my son, we got to celebrate their successes. When your children reach a goal, celebrate the accomplishment. Make it unique to them. Make it special to them. I can tell you, if you have a child who wants quality time, and go back to our Love Languages podcast, and I'll have that in the show notes again, and realize that if you have a child that wants quality time, buying them a gift isn't going to celebrate them the way that they're going to feel at best. It doesn't mean they won't appreciate it, but taking them and going to a you know shop for something or going on a bike ride or, or something that is quality time with just them, that's going to fill their bucket. Or a child who really needs words of affirmation, if you just spend time with them and never say good job, if you do an act of service for them, but never say, I am so proud of you, It's not going to land in the same place. So you celebrate their successes in a way that they best receive it. And then help them set a new goal. See, the overall important thing is that goal setting is positive. It's an empowering process that helps children develop important skills and confidence. They need to develop this ability for when they enter college and the marketplace. And you're not there saying, okay, let's set our goals. Okay, how are you doing? When we develop this skill in our kids from when they're little, we're setting them up to be able to navigate life's responsibilities, to fulfill the job performance that they are expected in their careers or vocations or in their home. And it starts like simple, just with the little things that I've shared with you right now. And to do that, when we set those goals, they've got to be very specific and achievable. You got to think about what they want to accomplish, what you want to accomplish in this new year. Uh, Maybe it's a school goal. And you could have just a couple of goals, a school goal, a extracurricular goal, an athletic goal. Uh, Maybe it's a musical goal goal, maybe to learn the piano or to advance to the next level. But again, it has to be something they're interested in and they want to accomplish. And if there are goals that you have for their homeschooling or their education, and that is, you know, finish a math curriculum or get straight A's, then you have to help them find the reason why to help them get motivated to accomplish that goal. And so you make sure that those goals are specific, they're measurable, they're achievable, they're relevant, and that there's a time to it. And if you set the time and you haven't reached the goal or achieved that which they wanted to achieve, then you help them. Important skill here. You help your children and you. See, this is really relevant to me and you. Whatever season we are in, we always have to be doing this process. It gets easier over time with lots of discipline and diligence, and you just kind of get used to doing it, but you can fall out of the habit of doing it too. And there are some times where the goal is just to be still and rest. 
to take it easy because it's easy to get on the hamster wheel and start running as fast as we can. And we miss everything because we're going so fast. It's not the purpose of goals. The goals that you help your kids set could be something as simple as scaling back a little bit so they can enjoy what it is that they are doing a little more without rushing through the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So if they don't achieve the goal, that's awesome because they get to learn how to recalibrate, recalculate, and refocus and start again. And then make a schedule. If they have a schedule like to stay organized, make sure that you allow time in their day for that to transpire. And you also want to help them learn to take care of themselves. You know, making sure they prioritize and you, mama, to be honest with you, that you prioritize some self-care. If you're not getting enough sleep, if they're not getting enough sleep, if they're not exercising regularly or they're not eating a healthy diet, there's some great friends of mine out there that really encourage time with sports and a team mindset or time developing new skills that are of interest to them. You want to allow whatever it is, you've got to pack in the time and space for them to be able to figure it out and flesh it out. And you've got to make sure that they understand part of the goal if they're very busy and if your lives are very busy. And to be honest with this, most of our lives are very, very busy. You've got to help them learn to put a priority on sleep and rest and exercising and eating well. Yes, they can have the cookies and the chocolate. Don't make that a forbidden thing. But They have to have the overall majority of their diet to be a good diet that's feeding their mind, their body, uh, their cells, and then help them look back on things that they have done in the past year and decide what do they need to do differently. And maybe that's even playing it forward. If your kids are older and they've set a goal and they didn't reach the goal and you're helping them refocus, recalibrate and refuel and go again. So when that happens, then you can help them think differently. So that they can see what areas did I do well? What areas did I not do well? What kept me from achieving my goals? And what do I need to do moving forward to make some small changes? You know, our kids need to learn often. It's just small little changes, not monumental things, just small daily practices or simple decisions that we make about our time management or the people that we are around, who we surround ourselves with, which is my next point, to seek support. You want to help your children learn to select friends or others, mentors even, who can help them stay motivated and accountable towards the goals that are set. Could be a coach, it could be the piano teacher, it could be you, their mom or dad, or it could be a grandparent. The goal, though, is that they learn to surround themselves with people who will say, and support what it is they're trying to do. As long, of course, if it's something that is approved of, it's not something that's not okay. But the overall key here is to have a clear plan and then to help your kids learn to take consistent little actions deliberately towards those specific goals. And so let me just give you in the last minute and so that we have And I'm going to throw these in the show notes. I'm going to give you some practical examples in the show notes of how you can help your children set and reach their goals. And whether it's a certain number of books 
or a game they want to master or puzzles they want to put together or achievements they want to accomplish, help them choose what they believe they're capable of doing and then discuss the pros and the cons of it. Can they, with the schedule that you have, realistically accomplish that particular goal? So it's just a conversation. And if they've set a goal to learn something new, like playing an instrument, learning a new sport, help them map out some specific steps that they can take to reach their goal. And maybe that is some training they need to do to be able to run a little quicker or to move a little faster or to shoot a little better or to read music a little quicker and understand it or get their timing right. Whatever it is, break it down and then give them the support, help them see what steps they need to do. Remember, small, inch by inch, all of those little things as we are entering the new year of 2023, regardless of your child's age, could be sleeping better. You know, it could be, you know, all the different aspects that face us on a daily basis. We saw how fast 2022 went by and 2021 and 20. I, I feel like time's going by quicker and quicker. I think it's partly because we're just bombarded with so much information, constant consumption, where our minds never really get a chance to think. And so in order for us to help our children set goals and start off on the right foot in 2023, they're going to need you to have your positive affirmation, your your encouragement, your wisdom, that things that you've learned over time, that you're going to help them gain the, the confidence that is needed to try and the resilience that's needed if they fail to get back up and try again. So encourage you to set a goal to do something for someone else, to volunteer, to raise money for a good cause. Not all goals have to be achievement focused. Our goals, especially for children, especially in our current culture, it's important that we teach our children to set goals that serve others and not just themselves. They'll derive a great amount of satisfaction from that because there's something that happens to us when we serve others, something that happens deep inside of us. It's soul work, really, because it gives them a sense of empathy. It develops empathy in our children, and it can. It absolutely can cause them to have a sense of purpose beyond self, that they will actually be able to transfer over to maybe a bigger goal that they have for themselves. Watching, like my son, doing the Challenge Accepted video, we all learned just from watching that, we all learned what resilience looked like, what and how other people, in this case, Faith Christina, in this case, how her story and the struggle she has to overcome it puts in perspective our struggles. And when that happens, it kind of recalibrates our own mind in realizing that God has given us a calling and a purpose, and he will complete it until we are no longer here. And that is in a most important aspect of helping your children learn to set goals in 2023. Get off on the right start. We'll have all these notes in the show notes on ConnieAubers.com. Thank you for tuning in, my friends. We're glad that you're here, and we will see you next week. 
Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.